The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii. Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm here, Pastor Billy Han Jr. And I'd like to thank you for joining us today. We welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8, and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY, Channel 9 in El Centro, California, and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with the sign on the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. I landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923, and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is those of you in the hospitals and convalescent homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. We call upon our church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn to sing this wonderful and enlightening rendition of what the Bible says. Yes, viewers, there are millions upon millions of books to satisfy our needs, but only one, the Bible, which speaks directly to our souls, connecting us with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. 
Edith Matsuka will accompany our choir on the piano and Iris Locke on the organ. church band under the direction of yours truly will play the jubilant and uplifting number, Walking with My Lord.
every special someone who will help us when we lose focus in life or begin to doubt decisions we make. We need that special someone to be our beacon of light to help guide us if we can't find our way home. And that someone, TV viewers, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our soloist, Christy Hahn, will sing for us this inspiring and moving song entitled, There Is Someone. Accompanying her will be Associate Marvin of Bing on the bass, Trusty Associate Pastor Emmett Spoke Sr., and Mason Asano Sr. on the guitars, Iris Locke on the drums, and myself on the piano.
Coming up next will be the church choir with their final number of the day entitled, There's a New Song in My Heart. Yes, viewers, when one finds our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and holds Him dearly in their heart, mind, and soul, He will pave the way to righteous, healthy living in that freedom that leads us closer to Him. Accompanying our choir will be Edith Matsuki on the piano and Rose Pahaku Carter on the organ. Please join in singing as the words appear on your television screen. Next, we call upon our talented instrumentalist, Rose Pahakukar, to play for us on her banjo that victorious tune, When We All Get to Heaven. Yes, what a wonderful day will be when we gather in heaven with all of our loved ones, saints, and friends who had gone on before us. What a day of rejoicing that will be.
Up next will be the versatile and talented vocal group, the Jubilees, under the direction of Emilia Holland to sing that heartwarming and moving rendition of We'll Soon Be Done With Troubles and Trials. Jesus promises he is returning to call away his bride in a twinkling of an eye to come up hither. It will be the rapture of his saints who are blood-washed, water-washed, spirit-filled, and living the life. We will hear his call and rise to meet him in clouds of glory. It is indeed an honor to dedicate this beautiful song to Juvet Kavai of Hilo Hawaii. Our Lord Jesus Christ is coming very soon. Stand fast, Sister Juvet, for he is coming for us. May the Lord bless you in this life and that to come. Praise the Lord, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Honda, and I'd like to repeat our television time, stations, and locations in the continental United States who are viewing our audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV Channel 13 in San Diego, 
from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV Channel 28 in Eureka, from 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV Channel 11 in Monterey, from 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY Channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon, from 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and Paso, Nevada, and Wyoming. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now, concerning our scheduled gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanero Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter I. Tinloi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloha, Hawaii, by Pastor Hannibal Espara in Bologo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espara in President Rojas, Cotabato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui branch church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. We have all won victories in one way or another. Yes, viewers, we should praise and thank God for them. However, many tend to seek the Lord only in time of need. We forget the greater picture, which is our responsibility, to serve and please God. We fail in this endeavor because as humans, we tend to regard the Lord only in terms of how He can serve and please us. At some point in time, we reverse the role of God and man. Therefore, one step towards rectifying the existing situation is to make the reading of God's Word an important and major part of our lives. After all, His Word is a lamp unto our feet, and His Word is forever settled in heaven. I pray, viewers, my sermon, God's people are special will serve its purpose and draw you closer to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and bring to memory our obligations to Him. Imagine, for a moment, looking up at an old attic ceiling. You see a little movement going on in one of the corners. 
As your eyes focus in on the area, you discover a spider squirming around. Gradually, it moves down, unfurling a fine, silky string and eventually brings it down gracefully to the floor. Have you ever wondered after the spider has unfurled this long strand, if you could gather it up and put it back into the spider's body? No, you could not, because within those few moments, the spider had spun a strand equivalent to more than the total bulk of its body. It's awesome when you really think about it. How did the spider manage to perform this wonderful creative act? Jesus gives us an example of how wildflowers grow as you read in Matthew 6:28. And why take a thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. I sure not even Solomon in all his splendor was arrayed like one of these. If God can clothe in such splendor the grass of the field, which blooms today and is thrown on the fire tomorrow, will he not provide much more for you, O ye of little faith? Plants and animals do the wonderfully creative things. They do merely by being what they are supposed to be and what they were created to be. We may say of this, yes, but with animals, that's just instinct. Nevertheless, when those creatures are being what God had created them to be, they do wondrous things. Will God not provide for you, O ye of little faith? You were created by a loving God in His own image. We read Genesis 1.27. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God created He him. Male and female created He them. Of all that was created, only man was created like God in spirit, soul, and body. Plants have only a body. Animals also have a body. We must remember, however, that God is a spirit. It is in His spiritual image that Adam was created and not in His physical image. God has infinite intellect, sensibilities, as well as volition. And these attributes were bestowed upon Adam in the creation but in a lesser degree. And you viewers, when you are being what you were created to be, the wondrous things you can do with your life become limitless. You are special. It's true, each of you is a special creation of God. Believe it or not, no one else is just like you. Your physical appearance, your voice, and personality traits, your habits, intelligence, personal tastes, all these make you one of a kind. Even your fingerprints distinguish you from every other human being, past, present, or future. You are not the product of some assembly line. You are unique, but the most important facet of your identity is that God created you in His own image. He made you so you could share in His creation, could love and laugh and know Him person to person, you are special indeed. The Bible reveals God's total interest in you as an individual. God knew you even before you were born. Reading Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed thee in thy belly, I knew thee. And before thy camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then and now, 
He has plans just for you. Plans conceived in love. When you trust in Jesus Christ and let him put your lives together, the Bible says that you become God's masterpieces created in Christ Jesus. Can anyone be more special than that? Yes, you are valuable to God. If you have never trusted Jesus Christ for your salvation, you can accept him today. For now is the accepted time. If you were to ask your friends how to get to heaven, you probably receive as many answers as the number of friends you have. Someone would probably suggest that you keep the golden rule. Someone else might say that you need to live up to the Ten Commandments. Others might advise that you should pray more or give to the church and to the poor and that you should just do the best you can. But when you are dealing with something as important as eternal life and heaven, you need more than the opinions of friends. You need the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. As Jesus tells us in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We turn to the Bible and read John 3, 3. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The word again is inserted because God knows who we were born once of our parents. Jesus said in verse 7, Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Born again? That may sound strange to you. What does it mean? To explain this, let's look at what the Bible has to say. God's word in the first place is very realistic. It teaches that no one can gain entrance into heaven by good works as we read in Titus 3, verses 4 to 5. After that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. There is none righteous, no, not one. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Our personal experience also teaches us that we all have broken God's laws and have not even done the best we could do. We by nature are described as being dead in trespasses and sins, alienated from the life of God or as having not life. Just as the body without physical life is declared physically dead, so a person separated from the life God has described in the Bible is spiritually dead. Dead in our trespasses and sins, we cannot hope to enter heaven. We need new lives, cleansed from sin by the blood of Jesus. We need to be restored to fellowship with God. We must be born into a new life we must be born again. Jesus came to bring us this new life. He said in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life 
and that they might have it more abundantly. This means full joy and true happiness. When we are born again, we receive a new life from Jesus, which is happier and fuller than the life we led before. Man cannot bring about this new birth by his own efforts, any more than a baby can cause its own conception. Rebirth is something that God initiates and completes. A man becomes a new creature in Christ Jesus. Apart from spiritual rebirth, man remains outside of God's family. Read in John 3, 5. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now to be born of water is to be baptized therein. One must go down into the water, be buried in it, and then come up out of the water. This is how one is born again. Sprinkling and pouring water over a person is not baptism. Baptism means to dip, immerse, or plunge. To be born of the Spirit is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or speaking in the unknown tongue. In what name should one be baptized? The answer is definitely in the name of Jesus Christ. After all, the name of the Father is Jesus, the name of the Son is Jesus, and the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Reread in Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why is the name of Jesus so important? You ask. Acts 4.12 declares, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In other words, according to the Bible, outside the name of Jesus, one cannot be saved. There is only one baptism, one faith, one body, one God and Father of us all. No man can serve two masters. Either will hate one and love the other, or be attentive to one and despise the other. What man thinks is important, God may hold in contempt, as we find in Luke 16, 15. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. But God knoweth your hearts, for that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. In Matthew, Jesus says, Stop worrying over your questions like, What are we to eat? Or what are we to drink? Or what are we to wear? The unbelievers are always running after these things. Our Heavenly Father attends to all that we need, not what we want. Reading Matthew 6.33, it reads, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. In other words, seek those things which are above. We must set our affections on things above and not upon things on the earth. 
our life is hid with God. When Jesus, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. We must not sell ourselves short. Each born-again believer has his or her own direct, unique relationship with Jesus or the kingdom of God. And if the lilies of the field and the birds of the air and spiders on the ceiling can harmonize with the beautiful creative actions of God, which fills us with awe and wonder, then how much more capable are we doing the same, but in more spectacular ways? Our awareness of this awesome reality begins when we realize we don't have to compete for a place in it. We don't have to draw a lucky number to receive the greatest of all benefits. We don't have to buy our way into it. We are already in it. However, there are many who think they can buy their way into the kingdom of God. As you read in Psalms 49, 6 and 7, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches, none of them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to God a ransom for him. For when he dies, he shall carry nothing away, and his glory shall not descend after him. He shall go to the generations of his fathers, and they shall never see light. There is no way to receive eternal life but through Christ Jesus. We who have been saved are now in the right place at the right time. It is never a question of, I don't have time, or I'm not educated, or I'm too old, or I'm too young, or I'm not talented enough. These limiting things have no bearing whatsoever on us who are true born-again Christians. We make up the body of Christ, as you read in 1 Corinthians 12, 12-14. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. Therefore, we have a body, but we are more than a body. Our body is a marvelous instrument through which we can live creatively and beautifully. Jesus is the one who directs our bodies to be used wisely and to the fullest, that lives even if the body has passed away through death. Yes, the kingdom of God is within us. As we find in Luke 17, 20, 21, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, or lo there. For behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Yes, actually, the kingdom of God was in the midst of the Pharisees, in the person of Jesus and his disciples. Someday the kingdom of heaven will come with an outward show. Jesus tells us in Luke 12, 32, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. What more could Jesus say? Let Jesus be in you, for God is life, God is love. Reading 1 John 4, 10, 12, and verse 20, 
Herein is love, not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. No man had seen God at any time, for we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and His love is perfected in us. If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he had seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? Do you realize that we spend so much of our time living life from the outside? There we have little or no time for what is inside. Many of us are afflicted with beggar's cup syndrome. We have the feeling that we came into life as an empty creature, fitted with a little beggar's cup in hand. And everywhere we go in life, we're asking for support and help. We begin life begging for love from our parents. Then when we get ready for school, our parents push us out of the home, and we take off our school. In school, our begging cups go out to educators to fill my cup with knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, and give me the best possible grades. Then we go out into the world and ask for money, give me success, give me attention, and so forth. It could be said for most persons that their lives are the sum total of what they've accumulated in their beginning begging cups. The life is what happened to them. That life is what other people have said and thought about them. That life is their possessions, jobs, and family. However, Jesus tells us in Luke 12, 14, take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of the things which he possesseth. When we ask ourselves, what is life all about anyway? The answer is not summed up in terms of what's happened to us or around us, but what's happened in us. God looks at the heart, not at the outward appearance. The outside is exciting and stimulating, but what really counts in the end is what comes from the heart. We read Jeremiah 17, 9 to 10. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Therefore, we must keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The importance of the heart is stressed throughout the word of God. From the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. Here we see how Jesus presents in their logical order. The three forms in which sin appears, one in human nature, out of the heart, two, in the human mind, evil thoughts, and three, in human action, adulteries, fornications, murders, and so forth. One day I heard a story of a grandfather and his granddaughter talking of the biblical account of David and Goliath. The grandfather said David was really a brave boy to challenge Goliath, wasn't he? I mean, Goliath was a man of war, over nine feet tall and weighing over 400 pounds. The granddaughter replied, yes, you're right, Grandpa. 
but Goliath was a really brave one. What do you mean? asked the grandfather. The granddaughter very thoughtfully said, Grandpa, you got to understand that Goliath was out there all by himself. David had God with him. The meaning of your life begins to unfold, discovering that you are not there all by yourself, that God is with you, deep within you. Jesus tells us, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Reading Hebrew 13, 5 to 6, let your conversation be without covetousness and be content with such things as you have. For he said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Take a sparrow, he sows not, neither does he reap, nor gather into barns, yet God feeds it. Jesus said, are you not better than they? Yes, he careth for you. He compared man to birds. He said, don't you think I care more for you than for the fowls of the air? As the Lord provides for the birds, how much more will he provide for us? Take the care of the birds while they look for food. They sing at the same time. Shouldn't we do the same by praising and singing unto our Lord? Rain or shine, we should sing the glories of the Lord, honor and glorify him. Come rain or shine. Yes, he cares for us. We are worth more than the sparrows of the air. Not even a sparrow falls to the ground without his knowing it. Isn't it human nature that we like to be in a person's company when we realize that he cares about us? And don't we also like to be in the home of someone who cares? Today we live among a generation of people that care not. They have not been taught to care. And when one comes right down to it, care is love. Care can be and do many things. It can give one a feeling of security, especially when he knows that Jesus cares. The Lord himself shall supply our every need according to his riches. He will shelter us in the time of storm. He will clothe us and feed us. He cared for souls when they were sick, afflicted, and sorrowful. To manifest the love of God in this world is to care one for the other. As the Lord loved the church and gave himself for the church, for we are one member of his body and of his flesh and of his bones. Yes, we also find that care means to show concern. He's concerned about you. The Lord is concerned with the least through the greatest things. We read in Philippians 2, 4, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also the things of others. If we are concerned about the welfare of others, he will take care of our problems and burdens. The spirit of concern for others is a marvelous thing in the sight of God. He is concerned about everything in our lives, large or small. Why only bring the big problems to God? We read in Matthew eleven twenty eight: Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. In other words, we must put our whole trust in Him. If we don't bring our smallest problems to Him, they will loom large and out of control later on. Yes, dear viewers, don't let your troubles and cares mount up until they develop from a molehill to a mountain. Instead, take the speck unto the Lord and ask Him to do something about it. Yes, He cares for you and He loves you. One of the marks of being special is courage. We need courage in church life. Why do men give excuses for not being active in church? Maybe it is because they don't have enough courage. Being a true born-again Christian is not a bit of roses. It takes courage to face the demands and responsibility of the Christian life. We love to sing the song like a mighty army moves the church of God. Yet we see some born-again Christians moving not like a mighty army, but like a train full of crippled mules trailing after each other.
Many today are like an elevator. An elevator used to transport people who need not exert any effort on their part except to push a button to get from floor to floor. Some people feel that the church is an elevator and all they need to do is step into it and they will be carried to Him without exerting any effort. But we will never have great courage while we are leaning on someone else. How can we get this courage? It can be accomplished by realizing the presence of God. Whenever we are afraid, then we must remember Romans 8, 31, which contains, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? One day a great army came forth to capture Elijah. His servant looked around about him and was filled with fear. He expressed that fear to Elijah in no uncertain terms. Then Elijah prayed and asked God to open the young man's eyes. His prayer was answered. The young man's eyes were opened, and he saw the hosts of heaven encamped round about them. God's power is always around those who trust in Him. Therefore, let us keep our hearts close to Jesus, and He will give us the courage we need. If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor Blehan Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hall of His hands. Our church band will conclude our telecast with the song of glorious victory as we lay all before our Lord and King and tell it to Jesus.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.